Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you're doing all right. Uh, my name is Daniel Roto. I will be your host with me. I have Father Ryan Moravitz. How are you doing today, Father Ryan? I'm breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. It's, 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 yep, yep. I uh, was been sharing and posting on Facebook too this morning a song that I heard last week. Um, I was going to meet the sisters at um, Marshall because we went to the Marshall Hermantown game uh, last week, the girls basketball game, which was really a great game, lots of fun. Yeah. Um, and way to go, Hermantown girls! Like, wow, are they a fun team to watch? Um, but yeah, as I was going there, there was a little mix-up with Sister Mary Joseph and I in terms of who was picking up who or where we were meeting, and it ended up like we all they drove separate, I drove separate. So I got in my car and turned on the radio, and had one of the Christian radio stations on, and the song came on. And as I listened to it, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is my new song! Like I love this song. I had never heard it before. It's called Breathe by Johnny Diaz." It's not breathed by, um, or just breathed by uh, Pearl Jam. It's also <laughs> not by Faith Hill. It's a different breathe song. So I think Pearl Jam has one, Faith Hill, and I think there's one I other, like, breathe. Like other ones, yeah, there's yeah. a few different ones called that. But this one is, it, it's so, like, relevant, I just felt. And so I've been listening to it, and I listened to it this morning, and that's why I posted on Facebook. I was like, you know, if you're starting your day, like, don't worry if you don't get to it all. Like, just stop and just breathe, you know, and that's kind of the... And the idea in the song is, you know, just let yourself, you know, breathe at the feet of Jesus and just let his life really bring peace and, and bring calm to your heart, you know, because we do. You know, we've talked about it before, and I'm I'm victim of this, too, is we get caught up in the get or done, run, run, run aspects of our day. So it's a song called Breathe by uh, Johnny Diaz, it's called, or, or that's the who sings it. It says, alarm, I'm going to read you some of the lyrics, because I think they're really great. And hopefully I won't go on a 10-minute tirade here, so just bear <laughs> with me, Dan. We'll get to prayer. Alarm clock screaming, bare feet hit the floor. It's off to the races, everybody out the door. I'm feeling like I'm falling behind. It's a crazy life. Now, my mornings are a little bit different than that, you know, compared to, like, <laughs> a lot of you that are listening to this. Like, that's your, that's really your reality. Um and so my mornings actually are the calmest part of my day, um, typically, which is really nice. Um, but anyways, I, 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 I do know in my head, like I'm already running oftentimes and I got to like slow myself down the second I wake up. It's like, just don't worry about that right now. Just, just give these first couple hours of your day time to breathe, really. But 90 miles an hour going fast as I can, trying to push a little harder, trying to get the upper hand. How many of you do that, right? Myself included. So much to do in so little time. It's a crazy life. <laughs> it's ready, set, go. It's another wild day. When the stress is on the rise in my heart, I feel you say, breathe, just breathe. Come and rest at my feet and be, just be. Chaos calls, but all you really need is to just breathe. And it's so stinking true, right? Like, a chaos is constantly calling us. We talked about drugs and distraction, the different voices. It's, chaos is always calling us in all different ways, you know? And so these are just great words in this song, you know? Just breathe. Third cup of joe, and that's me. I had four cups of joe today, and I'm 
you know, wired because of it. Third cup of joe just to get me through the day. Want to make the most of time, but I feel it slip away. I wonder if there's something more to this crazy life. I'm busy, 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 and it's no surprise to see. <laughs> that only that I only have time for me, me, me. There's got to be something more to this crazy life. I'm hanging on tight to another wild day. When it starts to fall apart in my heart, I hear you say, just breathe. Just breathe, come and rest at my feet, and be, just be. Chaos calls, but all you really need, right, is to take it in, fill your lungs, the peace of God that overcomes. Just breathe. Let your weary spirit rest. Lay down, and this is my favorite line of the song. Lay down what's good and find what's best. Mm, yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's good. Right? Because we, you know, we're all doing good things, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. the most part, right? Yeah. I mean, there's always good things out there. Yeah. You know, you can always find another good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But like, just let go of the good you're doing, you know, right? Like, this is what I hear in my heart. Like, yeah, congratulations, you're doing good things. Like, but would you knock it off? Yeah. <laughs> we just come here and discover what's best. And that's to be at the feet of the Lord and just allow him time in my, my life. Um, it's the whole, um, you know, Martha and Mary thing, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's sitting at his feet. So then it goes on through the, the refrain one more time. So it's really the last line of like the 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 last um, verse, I suppose. Yeah. Lay down what's good and find what's best. Super, mm-hmm. super song. Like I just... Yeah, I played it again on the radio this afternoon because I was went to the wrong place. And anyways, I was doing the run around. It was late, and because there's a mix up in where we were meeting, and yeah. just gotta breathe, let it go. And but you gotta go to the Lord in that too, right? Yeah. Like there's because there's one thing of like just like okay, yeah, take a deep breath. It's gonna be okay. And then there's another thing to take a breath and and go and really genuinely give yourself time to just be with Jesus. Like, just let go of everything. Stop. Quit doing what you're doing, you know? hmm You know, don't listen to the chaos call anymore. You know, take time to just go sit and be with Jesus. Do we do that? Like, genuinely, you know? And I'm not talking like, and I don't think, in, in my opinion, it's not like, go be with Jesus in your car ride today, like to work. Like, No. Like, that's part of the busyness, like, because you're riding to work, you're riding to this, you're riding to that, you're doing these. Like, yes, and don't get me wrong, you know, we take the Lord through the course of our day and we want to be present, but it's spending that good, quality, intimate time with Jesus each day. Like, do we give ourselves that? 15 minutes? You know, a couple weeks ago I challenged, like, five minutes, set the timer. Mm -hmm. Can you do five minutes of nothing else? Right? Anyways. Yeah. I love it because I need it. Um, well, we can take a time uh. to just breathe now. And uh, would you open us in a prayer? I will. In the name of the <laughs> Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, we, we come before you, and we know that, that you your sole desire is just to love us. And so we recognize that. Lord, we just know that sometimes we, we don't stop and let you. And so we just pray for the grace for each one of us. Um, today to to just be able to have the grace to be able to stop and be loved by you and know that that's the best thing and to to let ourselves be loved by you and um, just be in that is better than anything else um, better than any of the good that that will do and 
Um, Lord, we, we just thank you for that reminder. Um, I thank you for this song and for putting on the radio and putting me in my own car uh, the other night so I could hear this because, you know, it, it's, a, it's a grace right now, Lord, and I thank you. And I just pray that it might be a grace for others in the midst of the chaos of our world. Um, so, Lord, we bring this before you in the midst of our, our podcast this week. And, Lord, I, I just pray as pastors in your name that you would bring anointing upon all those that are listening and upon our, our parishioners and our parish and, and just ask for your blessing to be upon us. We praise and we glorify you in all things, Lord Jesus. Um, and we give glory to the Father through your heart. Holy Spirit, come and um, speak through us today and use us in any ways that you wish. We pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Um, well, what's going on this week? Well, you know, we're gearing up for Lent. You know, so Lent is, it's really, it's three weeks away. Ash Wednesday is. And yeah. so, you know, we're we're gearing up to kind of start letting people know what, what we're going to have going on during Lent and opportunities for people to pray, to grow, to participate, um, to do a whole bunch of different things, you know. Um, and, and it's one of those things I was thinking about, actually, on my drive back here to the parish from my last meeting. And I think i got to remind people, like, we're going to have a lot going on during Lent. But breathe. You don't have to get to it all. You don't have to do it all. Like, that's not... We're going to really, like, encourage people to do stuff, but... There's a lot going on in Lent. We're going to be like super busy around here, and 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 but hopefully it's good busy. And I think that that's the the goal here is to actually create opportunities for people to to just breathe and take a take a break and just come and sit with Jesus. And so a lot of what we have going on in Lent is going to surround opportunities for adoration and prayer. Um, that's that's really you know what we're focusing on, you know, and so. Uh, you know, as you watch Facebook or you listen to the podcast or you watch the bulletin or listen to announcements, um, uh, get messages via flock note from the parish, different stuff like that. Uh, we'll be kind of rolling out plans for Lent and letting you know some of the ideas or some of the things that we are going to be doing. Uh, and so that's that's kind of where our focus is as a staff, I think, in some ways this week is to all right lent is lent is coming up and let's get let's get ready for it and let's get folks ready for it so uh so yeah dan you know you've been working on our communication plans you got that drawn out mm-hmm. and tomorrow morning you know we're going to look at that and and then start to enact it you know and and roll things out so yeah it is it's it's coming it's coming it comes quick you oh, know? it comes way faster oh, we were stabbing this morning i kind of stopped and was like hey you only got three weekends before <laughs> Lent starts, you know, because we were talking yeah. about timing, and it just reminded everybody it's it's only three more weekends yeah. to, you know, do these things, and then we're we're in it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of yeah, we're definitely it's it's launch time. So yep, yep. So yeah, it's looking forward to it. Sh- should be fun, and yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really excited about a couple of things that we're we're doing, as you know, <laughs> as I know. <laughs> all right well we can kind of jump into the uh main topic today which uh we're going to talk about uh the catechism catechism of the catholic church and uh last week when we had our uh question and answer episode um it was just like you know every every answer kind of came from the catechism and so i thought it was a really good opportunity to kind of um just kind of talk about that you know talk about uh what exactly the catechism is and how we can use it um, for our own for our own you know spiritual lives and not our own knowledge and understanding of the faith. So, um, I guess to kind of start us off, what exactly is the catechism, Father Ryan? 
Um, the current catechism, as we have it in any catechism, is really the it's the teaching of the church. So it's it's in written format. Um, and so typically, you know, in, in in years past or centuries past, you know, a lot of times local local churches would create their own catechism. So in the United States, a lot of people grew up with what is called the Baltimore Catechism. Mm-hmm. So that was a catechism that basically the the teachings of the church in a written format that people could use within their parishes, within their daily lives to be able to learn and know the faith. And that came out of the the plenary councils of, that happened in Baltimore in the 1800s. And so in the 1800s, all the bishops of the country were meeting on various occasions to to do teaching and to, to put things together. So one of the things they put together was a local catechism. That was the Baltimore. That's why it was called the Baltimore Catechism. And then in the 1990s, um, in, in 1992, Pope John Paul II came out with what we know today as the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So it's the current version of it. Um, and so we've had this since 1992. It's really a, it's big, so it's tough to call it like a synopsis, but it's it's the teachings of the church. This is what it says, though, in the introduction, because I think this kind of answers the question of, like, what is it, right? And what what's its purpose, right? Um, so John Paul II, in the introduction to it, um, says, at the end of his introduction, says, Therefore I ask all the church's pastors and the Christian faithful to receive this catechism in a spirit of communion and to use it as assiduously in fulfilling their mission of proclaiming the faith and calling people to the gospel of life. Right? So it's a tool. It's an instrument. This catechism is given to them that it may be a sure and authentic reference text for teaching Catholic doctrine. Okay? So it's a sure and authentic reference. So it's, it's, it's given to us through the authority of the Holy Father, right? Through the Pope. Um, and so we can trust it. Right, that it, this is this is what the church teaches. We can trust the text, right? Um, and it's a reference text. I think that that's important. So we can yeah. talk about that dynamic. That it, it's an, a sure and authentic reference text for teaching Catholic doctrine and particularly for preparing local catechisms. So to help us prepare in our catechesis to people, it is also offered to all the faithful who wish to deepen their knowledge of the unfathomable riches of salvation. So it's for people to read and just grow in knowledge. It is meant to support ecumenical efforts that are moved by the holy desire for the unity of all Christians, showing carefully the content and wondrous harmony of the Catholic faith. So it's also to help people who aren't Catholic and help ecumenism by saying, this is what we believe. First step to getting along is understanding what does the other actually truly believe. This is our, this is what we believe. It's, it's, it's right from the horse's mouth, the catechism is, if you will. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, lastly, is offered to every individual who asks us to give an account of the hope that is in us. That's from 1 Peter 3.15. Oh, yeah. St. Peter said, you know, always be ready to give an account for the hope that is in you. Um, and so he, he says, yeah. Lastly, it is offered to every individual who asks us, the Church, to give an account of the hope that is in us and who wants to know about what the Catholic Church believes. So it's it's a it's a source of learning, of sharing, of going and wanting to know. Okay, what is it that you believe? And it's it's a reference for us to say, well, here here's what we believe. Um, so yeah, well, I, I won't because I you know I'm, you know <laughs> yeah. me I can go a thousand different directions that's, now from yeah, there, but that's what it is. Yeah, and I I think that's I mean, obviously JP two knew, knew what he was doing when he put that there. So um, 
uh, yeah, you know, it's just such a such a good. I, I like I liked how it called it uh, kind of like a reference text. Like it's not just like a a book. You yeah. know, it's not <laughs> it's not a like chronological order or anything. Um, and I know that's this is kind of it's kind of something that's it's kind of daunting right away because it is big. You know, it's um, it's like eight hundred pages of just text, <laughs> and um, uh, it's kind of yeah, it can be kind of daunting at first, but then you just kind of get it get in get in, get into it and start reading such some of it. You're like, oh wow, this is this is really good. Like the first time I started reading it, I was like, okay, this is going to be super boring, but I just got to power through it. And I was kind of surprised how like actually like good of a read it, it it could be at times like there's like oh wow this is this is kind of a page turner right now <laughs> yeah no there's definitely sections too where it's like mm-hmm. wow this is really really good um yeah it's interesting you know the the imprimatur which is like the a bishop seal on like the authenticity of it when it was put out and so it's kind of like who is who's the main editor yeah you know and and the pope certainly is um but it was joseph cardinal ratzinger who's became Pope Benedict XVI. So, mm-hmm. you know, really our our last two popes, Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI, were the two figures that really put this together for for us, um, which I think is really significant because they're both, they were both very, very brilliant minds theologically, intellectually, but also both had a very deep spirituality um, that sometimes is unknown. But it, for me, one of the things about the catechism is that it came from these two kind of theological and spiritual giants of of our time and of our history actually you know they're going to go down in history as um giants intellectually on the catholic level both of them already are but in the future Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a lot of people centuries from now reading these two guys and they put this together for us and we've got to live in those times so it's yeah it's it's really it's a cool text yeah yeah and it's uh it's broken down into four parts also, right? Uh, do you want to kind of talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So um, I always, uh, some of you have heard me say, proclaim, celebrate, live. I get that from the catechism. So part one is the profession of the faith. So part one is the proclamation of the faith. Well, what is it that we believe? In particular, what is it that we believe about God and his plan for us? So it covers, at the core, it covers the how God reveals himself and in that revelation, who he is and his plan. Um, and so it's it, part one is the profession of faith, mainly the creed. And it, it, ultimately, the major section of that first part breaks down the creed. The second part then moves us to, well, what do we do with this belief? And so the second part is called the cele- celebration of the... Just a second. I just want to get it right. So, I don't, you know, it's the celebration. Celebration of the Christian mystery. There it is. Part two is the celebration of the Christian mystery, because, yeah, I was going to say the celebration of the faith, right? So it is. So part one, we look at the Christian mystery. What is it that we believe? That moves us into then celebrating it. So then it covers how do we celebrate this thing that we believe? How do we celebrate that in prayer, in worship, etc.? So it talks about the liturgy and then the sacraments. So part two is liturgy and sacraments because um, our our liturgy and our sacraments are the way in which we celebrate these great mysteries of God having revealed who he is and his plan for us. And so it, it, it causes us to celebrate that. From that celebration, then, we live that out. And so the third section, yeah, is life in Christ, right? So... Um, the title of the third section is Life in Christ. So this involves the moral life, 
um, and virtues, virtuous living. Um, so it covers the Beatitudes and the Ten Commandments, right? Um, and talks about sin, you know, and moral decisions and stuff like that. So we we take the revelation and look at what we believe. It leads us into celebration. And from our celebration, for instance, celebrating Mass, then we live this out in the world and in our lives, in our moral decisions, in how we love one another, in virtue, in avoiding vice, etc. And then the fourth part is on prayer. It's on Christian prayer. And it, it just it, it's really a breakdown of the Our Father, um, primarily. And so, but it talks about our call to, to actually prayer and communion with God um, in life. So it's four sections, proclamation of the faith, the celebration of the faith, the living out of the faith, and then that leading us into a deep and intimate relationship with the Father through the Son, um, and primarily breaks down the Our Father. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I think just how they put that together and laid it out, it just, it just makes sense. Oh yeah, you know, to, like, it's when very, you, very logical. Yeah, and and to like go through it, it just, yeah, I, uh, I think it's a great way to learn the faith. Also, like you know, especially for someone um, like like. If someone's a, a cradle Catholic and, you know, went through the, like, you know, faith formation when they were a kid and then kind of either drifted away or just kind of, you know, went stagnant, it's easy to like be like, oh, yeah, I know this or this or this, but I don't really know why. Uh, the catechism is such a great tool to be able to, to, to go and to look into that. And, it, I mean, everything's there. Yeah. Everything really is there and then some. Yeah. Yep. You know, um, it's a it's a great great book. Um, hopefully, most Catholics have it at least in the house, so they can, can have a quick reference to it. You know, and be able to look things up. So, should we talk about some of the practicals then of it? Like, yeah. I mean, that's part of it too. Is like, well, how do I look things up? So, there's a couple of different routes you can go. Um, one is, you know, in the beginning to just read the table of contents, and it just breaks down all the different sections and parts and and whatnot. And so you can kind of get an overview of everything that it covers in terms of topic and detail, okay? So that's, that's one way to go about it. The, the second thing is to go to the back and look at the subject index. And this is where it's a lot of fun to just read through that because you, don't, you realize, like, the church has a lot to say about everything almost, you know? <laughs> yeah. So this is where, like, if, if questions come up of, like, I don't know, whatever it may be, um, the real presence of the Eucharist. Well, go back to the index and look up Eucharist or look up real presence and see where it leads you. Um, or uh, euthanasia. Well, what does the church teach about euthanasia? Um, consecration of virgins. What does the church teach about that? I'm just kind of flipping through the back here a little bit, right? Um, conversion, cosmos, councils. You know, there's all sorts of things that it's kind of fun to just look at um, what's in there? Media, medical treatment, missions, medicine, prayer, temptation, prayer groups, um, sin, original sin, servers, sexual abuse, sexual identity, sexuality, sickness, um, witchcraft, women, wisdom. I mean, you know, like it's, yeah. it's amazing what's in here. Veneration of images, violence, and force. Um, lots of lots of stuff. So here's. Here's another thing in the subject of index, and when you see the catechism quoted, you always see a number with the quote, or in the index you see numbers. In regular books, reference books, that's going to lead you to a page. In the catechism, it leads you to a paragraph. 
So in church documents, we number paragraphs. We don't number pages. Do you know why, Dan? I don't know why. Guess. I love teaching this way. Like, okay. And if you're in your van right now, you're at home or the kids, like, okay, you guys start guessing as Dan's guessing here. Um, let's see. Why would we uh, number paragraphs instead of pages? Because um, we have a, a lot of pages. And the... Nope. Think through it. We're Catholic. We're universal. I'm going to give you some hints here. Oh, because uh, I guess if the if it translates the translation of languages and that, that could mess up the page numbers or all that kind of stuff. That's correct. Okay. So with different languages and different publications, because you know different publishing houses are going to publish it. Yeah. And different nations are going to publish it, and they're going to publish it in all sorts of different languages. So the page numbers are never going to always match up. Yeah. And so to have a universal reference, um, you do paragraphs, and so that's with all church documents. So all church documents, all church publications, if you will, anything that the universal church puts out is always going to reference paragraph numbers, not page numbers. So that's like in the prayer books, um, even that are on the altar and stuff, or the lectionary that has the readings. It, everything's like numbered by paragraph or something like that because it's, it's universal. And so, um, you know, if... If the Pope wants to talk about the catechism in a Wednesday audience, he can simply say, you know, in paragraph 223, you know, the catechism, yeah. it states this, and he can be speaking in Italian, but when it gets translated in English, they can just readily, you know, they don't have to reference, but in the English version, it's this. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, w when I was studying in Rome, studying, you know, I studied in Italian all of my theology, and, you know, the classroom would have... 40, 50 countries represented in it. And it was always, I really learned the, the value of it because whatever church document the professor was referencing, whether it was a, a particular section of a council or a, the catechism or a, a document from the Second Vatican Council, could just readily say the paragraph number and all of us could reference our own language, you yeah. know, in terms of what we maybe had for translation if we wanted to go read it in our mother language. And so it, that's the reason for that. So... When you go to the, the subject index, uh, it names the paragraph, and then you go in, and you'll, you'll see the paragraphs are in bold, and you go in, you can read the paragraph number. So it's, it's great. One of the other things that some of the catechisms have um, is uh, um, a definition of terms. What's the word I'm looking for? This one doesn't have it that I have here. Um, there's a glossary. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you have one of the green ones, one of the big green ones, there's a glossary in the back, so it just gives definitions of terms. Oh yeah. Which is really, really great. Um, so this is a book too to be able to reference to to go and read about certain things. So it's a reference book in many ways. It's also, um, you know, some people have do read it cover to cover, you know, as a study and learn a lot. You know, everybody who I've ever talked to that that discipline themselves and work their way through it. They're super grateful and amazed at how much they enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I was surprised with is how, like, like that I can actually, like, bring it into, like, prayer with me. Yeah. Like, like that was something that when I kind of realized, I was like, oh, like, like, I was just reading it, I think, like, before bed. And then I was like, whoa, this, like, I need to bring this to, like, prayer. <laughs> like, that's really deep. And so to, to actually, like, bring it in and to have, um, like, you know, a conversation with God, like, based off of, like, stuff in the catechism. That was, that was a real, like, that's kind of when I was like, oh, this is cool, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I just opened it up to, like, random, like, to because I think a, a lot of things you can just pray with because yeah. there's, there's little gems to just help us, like, reflect and pray on. 
or take in, right? So I just opened it randomly. So this is the paragraph I opened to, right? And it's great. God predestines no one to go to hell. It's the first line of paragraph 1037. Take that into prayer. Mm-hmm. God predestines no one to go to hell. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Church teaches that, right? Now, it doesn't mean people don't go to hell. Like, you can read through the section. Like, no, people go to hell. But God doesn't want that. You know, so, like, that's a big thing to pray on, right? So God predestines no one to go to hell. For this, a willful turning away from God, a mortal sin, is necessary. And persistence in it until the end. In the Eucharistic liturgy and the daily prayer of her faithful, the church implores the mercy of God, who does not want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. And then it gives a footnote, right? And that footnote is from 2 Peter 3, 9 from the scriptures. And then it has another quote from a prayer um, that's found in the Roman Missal in uh, Eucharistic prayer number one. Father, accept this offering from your whole family. Grant us your peace in this life. Save us from final damnation and count us among those you have chosen. So one of the other things that it does too, it, it gives you all these quotes too that you can mm-hmm. pray with yeah. and reference. Um, and every single page has footnotes. And there's, um, it, it's incredible. I mean, the, the number of references that it has from the scriptures and scripture passages you can turn to, to um, teachings or doctrines of the church in terms of where they came from. You look in the back at the abbreviations for those footnotes, it's a pretty extensive list of documents that they pull yeah. out of from the whole history of the church. So that's the other thing is it's it's endless in terms of where you can go with referencing things and further reading and, and stuff like that. So it's really the starting point of any Catholic study in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So what we're saying is that if you haven't read the catechism yet, you got to read it. <laughs> yeah, I would say you got to read it. And if, you know, when you look at it, it's like, I ain't reading that thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> go and go and look up a section that mm-hmm. something that you're interested in, you know, like, oh, go read the section in the Eucharist or go read the section on confession. Reconciliation is awesome. It is awesome the, on the sacrament of penance reconciliation. It is so, so good. So if you're wondering or you're like kind of like you go back and forth about the whole confession thing or. You know, you struggle with that or whatever. You want to refresh her on it. You want to grow deeper in your celebration of that sacrament and do it better or experience it in a more full way. Um, go read the section in the catechism on it. It's a fantastic read mm-hmm. um, in terms of learning and growing and reflecting on the, the truth of that sacrament. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of ways to use the book, like, like JP2 said in the beginning. Yeah. You know? yeah. So... Yeah, that's great. Yeah, thank thank you, Father. Thanks for for uh, running through that with us. Um, we're we're to the end of the show today, so uh, so th- thank you all for for joining us. And uh, yeah, we will we will see you next week. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised. <laughs>